like that? Was it? Good morning. Our uh, prelude today is We Gather. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Trusting in the risen Christ, let us confess our sin in the misuse of God's creation. God Almighty, we are sorry for the times when we have used your gifts carelessly and acted ungratefully. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We enjoy the fruits of the harvest, but sometimes forget that you have given them to us. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We belong to a people who are full and satisfied, but ignore the cry of the hungry. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We are thoughtless and do not care enough for the world you have made. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. We store up goods for ourselves alone as if there were no God and no heaven. In your mercy, forgive us and help us. Dear friends, hear the good news. God, who was rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty God, your only son was taken into the heavens and in your presence intercedes for us. Receive us and our prayers for all the world and in the end bring everything into your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our sovereign and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. First reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. In all the uh, last-minute shuffling, uh, the song that's listed next uh, is going to be changed to Emmanuel. And the words are simply Emmanuel, Emmanuel, his name is called Emmanuel. God with us, revealed in us, his name is called Emmanuel. We'll sing it three times. Oh. 
This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the eleven and those with them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple, blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Shelter for others, walls made of living stone. 
If you go on Amazon this morning and you look up the most popular books on Christian theology, you find quite a mix of things. I checked on Monday, I was sort of morbidly curious, and I found a book on forgiveness, a book by C.S. Lewis, something called Mama Bear Apologetics, but mostly what you find are a whole bunch of books about heaven. We have all sorts of ideas about heaven. Our pop culture is flooded with images of it, most of which look an awful lot alike. Whether you're looking at paintings in a museum or watching the season five finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm, heaven means St. Peter, clouds, gates. And underneath all of that language is a set of assumptions. Our language about heaven is usually about two things. The first one is that heaven is about me. And if it's not about me, at least it's about people that I like. And the second is that heaven is about something that happens in the future. A typical question about heaven would be something like, where do I go after I die? It's about me, and it's about something that happens in the future. And that's sort of interesting because when you read about heaven in the Bible, you notice two things. One is that it doesn't come up all that often. Based on the Amazon bestseller list, you would think there'd be stuff about heaven all over the place. But there's not as much as you think. Our translation of the Bible has about 800,000 words in it, and about 700 of those are heaven. It sounds like a lot, but bread gets 400, and no one would mistake the Bible for a cookbook. But the second thing you would notice is a little more interesting. When the authors of Scripture talk about heaven, they're talking about something different than what we usually mean. They rarely talk about it as something about us, and they rarely talk about it as something that happens in the future. So how do they talk about heaven? Well, if you start at the very beginning of the Bible, you make it all of one verse before you get the first reference to heaven. In the first creation story from Genesis, we're told that God created the heavens and the earth. The earth, where we are, is the place where plants and animals live, and heaven is the place where God lives. The people who wrote those stories believed that the world was surrounded by a great big dome in the sky that kept out water, and when it rained, it was as if the doors of the, of the dome opened and water came down. Humans live under the dome. God lives on top of the dome. 
This works pretty well 3,000 years ago. It doesn't work quite as well now. After all, if you fire a rocket in the sky, it doesn't hit a dome and ricochet back down. And we know rain isn't from God opening trapdoors in the sky. If it were, why would it rain on Sunday? It's easy to get hung up on all the places where those texts are obviously wrong. But the important idea in those texts isn't about where rain comes from. It's about what heaven is. And in all of those texts, heaven is not a place you go later. It's a place where God dwells now. And that's really the key if you want to understand today's gospel reading from Luke. After rising from the dead and appearing to his disciples, Luke tells us that Jesus ascended up into heaven. And if you look at paintings of the ascension, you often see a group of disciples sort of gawking up at the sky and a pair of feet hanging down. If you read Luke's accounts, where is Jesus going? Well, away. Why else would you stare up at the sky? But remember how the Hebrew Bible talks about heaven. For Luke, heaven isn't away. It's not something that's separate from earth, and it's not something that's off in the future. Heaven is the place where God dwells. So when Jesus ascends into heaven, he's going to God. So Jesus takes us to the place where God is. And he doesn't simply go as a spirit or a soul or an essence, but he goes as a body. A body with a history, a body with scars, a body with a story. When Jesus ascends into heaven, he isn't going away from us. He's bringing us to the place where God is. When Jesus goes into heaven, he takes us with him. In some Orthodox traditions, the ascension is sort of seen as like reverse Christmas. Because Christmas is a story about God coming among us and taking on human life. And the ascension is about the son bringing that human life back to the presence of God. So that even as we go about our daily lives, lives that are filled with trivial things and mundane happenings, we are always present to God through Christ. Another way to think about this, if you don't want to get into God is up and God is down, is by asking where God happens. If you believe the Amazon bestseller list, and I would be careful believing some of the things on there, the answer is that God happens after you die. Once you die, then you can be present with God. But sometimes we give other answers like that too. Sometimes we say God happens in particular places. Maybe you've had that experience when you go into the Cathedral of St. John the Divine and you get that overwhelming sense of God's presence. And then you go into a Duane Reed by Walgreens and you don't really feel that presence anymore. Or sometimes we think that God happens in the past. God happens in our memories. It's easy to imagine someone approaching the disciples and asking where Jesus is, and the answer would be, oh, you just missed him. What all of those answers have in common is they suggest that God happened somewhere else in this place, at this time, after this, and before that. But the ascension tells us that God is always happening, that we're always present to God through Christ, and you don't have to go to some particular place. 
You don't have to die. You don't have to live at some specific time. God always happens, and we are always present. So at first glance, the ascension looks like a story about Jesus being absent. After all, why do you stand looking up to heaven? But it's actually a story about Jesus always being present with us. Because Jesus is there with God, interceding for us, praying for us, there's no space, no time, and no experience that Christ isn't present in. As our reading from Ephesians put it, Jesus is present all in all. Which means you are as close to God in 2021 as you were during Jesus' life. You're as close to God in suburban New Jersey as you would be in Jerusalem. And you're as close to God in St. John the Divine as you are in Duane Reed by Walgreens. It might not feel that way, but that's actually true. And that's exactly what we ask for whenever we pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not that we would get to go somewhere nice later. Not that we would escape from our world or our histories or our bodies but that our world might be more like the dwelling place of God. That instead of looking to the heavens to search for God, God's power would fill all in all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let's join the church around the world confessing our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Alive in the risen Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God who promises to hear us and answer in love. You call the whole church on earth to worship and bless you. Empower your church to bear joyful witness to your love made known in Jesus Christ. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You have fashioned a habitat for all your creatures, and you fill the earth with your glory. Give rain where it is needed and rescue those inundated by floods. Mend what we have torn in the fabric of creation and replenish your world. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In the majesty of your love, you rule the world with justice and mercy. Give those in authority the spirit of your love, so that all who are hungry and poor receive food and resources, and all people flourish and live in peace. We pray especially this week for the people of Bangladesh, Bhutan, and Nepal. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You heal those who are sick and bind up the brokenhearted. Attend to the cares and needs of the hurting and hopeless in our congregation, community, workplaces, schools, and families. If you have any other petitions, I invite you to offer those at this time. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for quiet courage to meet this hour. Let its problems challenge us, its discoveries exhilarate us, its injustices anger us, its possibilities inspire us, and its vigor renew us for your kingdom's sake. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who fills all in all, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. Oh, Lordy, I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. I've got a home in glory land that outshines the sun. Look away beyond the blue. Do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Oh, Lordy, do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Look away beyond the blue. I took Jesus as my Savior. You take him too, oh, Lordy. I took Jesus as my Savior. You take him too. I took Jesus as my Savior. You take him too. Look away beyond the blue. Do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Oh, Lordy, do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Do Lord, oh, do Lord, oh, do remember me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
trees shall clap their hands, the dry lands gush with springs, the hills and mountains shall break forth with singing. We shall go out in joy and be brought forth in peace, and all the world in wonder echoes shalom. At this time, we open things up for any announcements, joys, and concerns. We're not taking feedback on the guitar playing right now. So were there any announcements or anything? I didn't see anyone. I would just remind you to keep an eye on the emails that go out every week. That's usually the best way to stay in the loop about what's going on. Uh, there's a link at the bottom of the website. You just put in your email, and then you get something on Wednesdays usually. If there are no announcements, I invite you to receive the blessing. God of our salvation, you have restored us to life. You have brought us back again into your love by the triumphant death and resurrection of Christ. Continue to heal us as we go to live and work in the power of your spirit to your praise and glory. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace and know the hope to which God has called you. Thanks be to God. Today's postlude is Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see see